You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On the Texas Rangers. I'm your host, Bryce Patrick, here today with a special guest, Jared Ellis of Locked On Hurricanes. Yes, that is the hockey team. No, we are not entirely talking hockey. Um, yeah, Jared reached out to me earlier this season, said, hey, I see a lot of Down East Wood Ducks baseball. If you want, I can come on and talk about Down East Wood Ducks baseball on the Locked On Rangers podcast. And I said, said heck yeah, let's do that. So we talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm recording this um, on Wednesday afternoon. I figure out what day of the week it is. Um, so as of this recording, the Rangers will play another game. But I want to talk a little bit about Adoles Garcia's just thrashing of the Houston Astros the Rangers won on Tuesday, eight to one. Um, I know I said that, you know, losing games is, is what's supposed to happen for September, but you know, any win against the Astros that embarrasses them, makes them look just sad and um, embarrassed. It's, it's good. No matter when it comes, even if it costs the Rangers number one overall pick, if it's a loss to the Astros, it is a good thing. Um, not that this is going to cost them the number one overall pick. They already lost that. That's fine. Um, but Jordan Lyles, Seven shutout innings, and this one looked really solid. Rangers were able to get to Zach Granke for three home runs. Those home runs came from Nathaniel Lowe, who just smacked the bejesus out of a baseball 440 feet, his 15th home run of the season. Um, definitely encouraging, like seeing him hit some home runs. DJ Peters hit his uh, 12th home run of the season, 11th with the Rangers in the sixth inning off of Zach Granke. I believe that was the last person um, who Zach Granke was able to pitch to. Adoles Garcia. At his 30th home over the season, that ties Pete Incaviglia's Rangers rookie record. That is number 30 for him. He also had a pair of doubles, his uh, 23rd and 24th of the season. Three-hit game for him. Looked fantastic. OPS is up to 774 um, as of this recording. So um, well done on him. Nobody else really did all that much. That's fine. Didn't really matter. Um, Joel Cotton pitched a perfect inning. Um, Josh Sports came in a lot on. Didn't matter. The game was already out of reach. Um but yeah, I just wanted to shout out Nathaniel Lowe for that absolutely just destruction of a baseball. Adolis Garcia, congratulations on tying the Rangers rookie record. Um, DJ Peters, yep, please continue to hit dingers. It is a, a very good thing to do. Um, yeah, so without further ado, here is my talk of Jared Ellis of Locked On Hurricanes about the Down East Wood Ducks baseball team. And here we are, joined by a very special guest. Uh, first time meeting this person, wonderful person, locked on host of the Locked On Hurricanes podcast, but also dabbles in baseball, Mr. Jared Ellis. How are you doing? I'm doing well today. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing well as well. You know, you are. You reached out to me uh, on Twitter and told me that you are a Down East Wood Ducks specialist, the Rangers Low A affiliate, where there's some very interesting th- names this season, some guys that uh, Grant and I had talked about in depth uh, that we were looking forward to seeing. And, you know, some of them got hurt, but there are some new faces there. Um, and I am very excited to talk about some Down East Wood Ducks baseball with you. And I really want to start with the guy who I am most excited about this season and still didn't get to see very much of it at all, Evan Carter. What have you seen from young Evan Carter, the teenager who had really a really great 32 games and then got hurt for the rest of the season? Oh, you're very nice calling me an expert in the Wood Ducks. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, I'm more, 
I work in the NHL division of the network, so that's what I specialize in. But yes, I do enjoy the Wood Ducks as, as well. Uh, you know, I live like 30-ish minutes from Granger Stadium. Uh, but yeah, Evan Carter, or yeah, he was definitely one. Yeah, I was, you know, even though I'm not, you know, a Texas Rangers fan, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, even though, you know, I was, was definitely when I saw that draft pick, you know, I questioned it as well. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, you know, as a lot of you guys did. Uh, but yeah, you know, before, you know, he got hurt, you know, he was really just proving a lot of folks wrong. He was having, you know, really good season. Um, but yeah, he ended up getting hurt. Uh, you know, I want to say before he got hurt, he was slashed, uh, uh, 236, 438, 387, 825. Uh, two homers, 12 RBI, and 12 bases stolen. Uh, 34 walks, 28 strikeouts. Um, but yeah, you know, he was starting to have a really good season, and you know, I'm excited to see where he goes. Um, you know, it sucks that you know he got hurt, um, obviously, but I, I do think you know, he's it's almost like he's playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, obviously, I cover hockey a lot, and obviously. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you see guys like that in hockey, you know, guys, you know, they see, you know, there's posts on social media, this kid's like 18 years old, 18, 19 years old. Yep. Um, so, of course, he's going to see the stuff, what people are talking about. And he wants to go out there and prove him wrong. Um, and I imagine, you know, I think there will definitely be some growing pains with him as there are with prospects in any sport, whether it's baseball, hockey, basketball, whatever. Um but I think you know, he has that chip on his shoulder. He's going to come back uh, next season, and he's going to keep doing what he was doing this season. I was just so impressed by the fact that he is 19. This is his first real year of actually playing you know, minor league baseball, and he had more walks and strikeouts in a pretty advanced league mm -hmm. for how old he is. I mean, a 438 on base percentage. With six more walks than strikeouts, not just like a little number, but like he's got more walks than games played. That was really encouraging. Um, obviously, the power is, is not like huge right now. He's still slugging under 400. That's fine. I mean, he probably would have put that number up, maybe would have gone down. I don't know. Um, but him playing in center field is not something that I really expected. Um, what did you see out of him defensively? Was he playing a whole lot of center field? I know he's listed primarily as there. Did he look like out of place or did he look like he kind of knew what he was doing there? Yeah, I wasn't able to watch the Wood Ducks as much as I would have liked this season. Just a busy off season with the Carolina mm -hmm. Hurricanes. But from what I saw, yeah, I was pleased with him. Yeah, obviously wasn't perfect. Um, yeah, he's 19 years old. Yeah, you don't expect him to be perfect. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah, he's definitely going to come into his own uh, there as well. This episode is brought to you by Directv Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. 
So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yeah, uh, definitely some encouraging stuff. Um, he was a second round pick, but very Rangers, small sample size. Uh, very small sample yeah. size. I, I can't wait to get more of that next season. Um, but you know, while we're talking about second round picks and small sample sizes, there's there's another second round pick with a small sample size um, in Downey's now. Um, Aaron Zavala, the Rangers' second round pick, um, former Pac-12 Player of the Year out of Oregon this year, um, a guy who is known for his bat, a very advanced college bat, played in 11 games so far this year. Um, have you seen much out of him, or what have you been? What's the buzz around Aaron Zavala and his short time so far? with the dudes, as we call them. Yeah, I haven't seen him play yet, so I don't have a whole lot to go off of that um, with him. But I'm very excited to see what he can do. Again, you say he's only played, what, you know, 11 games or so with him? Yeah, um, 11 games so far. So, and, yeah, and, you know, as accomplished as he was at the collegiate level, you know, I do think, you know, Again, growing pains, yeah, as there typically is when you move up and stuff. Uh, but I do think, yeah, he has the potential to be really good for the Wood Ducks, um, as well as just moving up, um, you know, through the Rangers prospect farm system line. I don't know the baseball terms. No, that, only that, know the hockey terms. Eh, through, through the system, it, it's close enough. You know, hockey is the only other like major sport that actually has kind of a minor league system. Um, and so as I'm learning more about hockey, I'm trying to figure out more about how all that works. Cause I'm like, cause with baseball, I mean the top, even if you're picked number one overall, like you're not going to see the big leagues for like at least two years in let, unless you're like an all time great, like an A-Rod or like a Bryce Harper or whatever, like you're going to be in the minor leagues for a few years, no matter how good you are. And Zavala, it, it's only 11 games, but so far he has done incredible um, he's got eight walks and eight strikeouts, stolen seven bases, which is not something I thought, but there's a lot of stealing bases going on right now. I mean, even first baseman Dustin Harris has 20 stolen bases to one caught stealing. Um, but Zavala's slash line right now, he's hitting 336 on base of 490 and slugging 537. That's an OPS over 1,000. Um, so definitely some encouraging stuff for him mm -hmm. so far. Uh, I don't know if he'll, we'll see him in Down East next year. But honestly, who knows? It's 11 games. It's solid, but it's fine. Um, definitely some yeah, stuff. Yeah, Carter was another one. Yeah, saying yeah, just uh, when it come to when it came to stealing bases, because that was something he wasn't really known for. Um, yeah, he's you know, just going out and stealing bases as well. So kind of cool to just see these guys doing that. Um, but you're talking about the number one overall pick in baseball. You know, not playing in uh, yeah major leagues. You know, unless like you're some all-time great, but it's the same with hockey as well. Uh, really, the number one overall pick uh, for this past draft this past summer, um, Owen Power. Yeah, he was drafted by Buffalo. God help him. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, he he elected to go back to college. You know, at Michigan and play his senior season there. And there are a couple other guys that did the same as well. So it's very so similar I there. I'm, I'm curious do they still have his draft rights if he go if he doesn't or is it like yeah because in baseball if you if, if someone goes back to college then like yeah you, you get yeah he's still going to be in the buffalo system okay all right that's a that's a curious change because the guy who a guy who is um 
a teammate of the Rangers' first-round pick this year, um, a guy named Kumar Rocker, who was drafted by the Mets, and uh, they didn't sign him, so he's going back to Vanderbilt for next year. So that means the Mets get another pick high up in next year's draft because they goofed up and didn't sign him, which was stupid of them. We were talking about stealing bases, and um, oh my gosh. I just saw that Jace Easley has seven or 69 stolen bases this year. Holy crap, that's yeah, pretty nice. Nice. Um, but another guy who is really good at stealing bases is Luis Angel Acuna, a guy who I was really high on this year. Um, he has been caught quite a bit. I'm the most on the team, um, 11 caught stealing, um, but has stolen 44 bases, a guy whose brother is not playing this season because of injury, but is a pretty big star with the Atlanta Braves and Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, but Luis Angel is a guy who did really, really well in the Dominican League. Um, I believe this is his first crack at uh, stateside um, baseball, but what have mm-hmm. you seen from this young shortstop, this um, brother of an all-star, the 19-year-old who is, uh, it looks like held his own so far in um, his first full season of stateside baseball. Yeah, I actually uh, just literally the most recent thing, he scored a, grand, a game-winning grand slam last night, so Ooh. there's that. Um, <laughs> I, I forget who they're playing. I think they're playing the Mudcats, I think, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, it was late. I was tired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, you know, he's looked pretty good. Um, you know, obviously not at the level you know, of his brother. Um, and he has made several errors um, this season. But, you know, like we were talking earlier, you know, the kid's 19 years old. He, he's in the minors. You're, you're expecting those things. Um, you're expecting to work these things out. Um, so I do think, you know, with a bit more time and practice, um, you know, he can definitely improve on those things, but the potential is there. I really think he has a lot of talent. I think he can really do something great. Yeah. I, I'm, I was most excited cause I think, I think it was last year. Hold on, pull this up. Um, but his, uh, Dominican summer league debut, he had just a crazy on base of 438, um, he was walking at a really, really high rate. Um, this year that he's slugging, he's got his slugging up over 400. Um, that is definitely encouraging because, you know, when they're 19, they mm-hmm. don't have as much power. Um, and he is playing shortstop. He's got 11 home runs so far this year, three triples, 15 doubles. Um, the, the strikeouts are a, a bit a bit alarming. You know, 103 strikeouts in uh, 396 at-bats. Yeah. Um, but he's got 46 walks. Um, we'd like to see the on-base be a little bit higher, but at 342, it, it's solid. Yep. It's solid for a guy who's definitely facing a big challenge this year. Um, but that's good yeah. to know. He's hitting some walk-off uh, grand slams. I'm sure he's got the, some flair to his game, some love of the game, like his older brother does. Um, but I'm hoping that he can stay at shortstop long-term. And, you know, if he's got that power and that on-base percentage at shortstop, um, that's definitely going to mm-hmm. play well for him. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which means make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener. 
between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure all these questions, you know, like, is your is your car LX, EX, whatever, and wait for the person to, behind the counter to order parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with, Rock, with access to rockauto.com in your home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you spend up to 30, 50, even 100% more the same parts from a chain store or a dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer, and they've got everything that you need. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. But another young guy. Yeah, I'm definitely encouraged to see where he goes. Yeah, for sure. Another young guy in that 2020 draft that uh, seemed a little confusing at the time. Uh, The Rangers' third-round pick, who I questioned at the time, along with the Evan Carter pick, um, both of which had made me look really stupid, uh, which, you know, I'm fine with. It happens. Um, But uh, Takoa Roby, or TK Roby, um, he's listed as Takoa, and sometimes he's called TK. He only got six starts in this season. had 22 innings, struck out 35, and had, yeah, like I said, a 245 ERA. Did you get to see him at all? What was the buzz around him before he had to get shut down for the season? Because I was really excited to see what he was doing. Yeah, I saw, um, I wasn't able to see him early on uh, in the season. I saw, you know, his games in June, his two starts there. Um, and, you know, I think, yeah, those were probably the best ones, you know, that you were able to see um, because, you know, through, that it in those two starts, you know, he allowed one run in 10 innings with 16 strikeouts and one walk. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a lot of talent there. Um, and it sucks that his season got sh- cut short so freaking early. Um, because he had to have he ended up having to have Tommy John surgery, I believe. Um, yeah, I know it was on the table. Yeah, yeah, I think I yeah. think that's what they ended up doing. So he's gonna miss a good chunk of next year, if not like the vast majority of the season, which just really sucks. Cause he was, he was so, his results were so encouraging and at such a young age at that level. Yeah. He, was, yeah, he really seemed to be heating up, you know, before everything kind of went South there. Um, so, you know, I was pleased with what tiny bit I was able to see. Um, hopefully, you know, he can come out, of his surgery stronger better than ever um but again we'll just have to wait and see on that um because it was just six starts um so not a whole lot to go on there but you know what i did see i did like yeah that was definitely encouraging and another guy um who pitched and didn't throw uh hasn't thrown that many starts i can't remember if he had an injury um because he's had a bunch of injuries before, but Owen White, he's thrown, he pitched in uh, seven games, um, 25 and two thirds innings, and struck out 43. That is a big old strikeout number. Um, 
did have a 351 ERA. Um, did you get to see much of Owen White? And if so, what was the the kind of buzz around him and what he's done this season? Yeah, I've seen a little bit of him um, and yeah, just really encouraging stuff. I would say, you know, the main thing you know, with him is that, you know, he did have an injury this season. You know, it was back in May. You know, he got frustrated, punched the mound and broke his hand. Oh, um, wait, so punch, I would definitely say yeah, like, like a like the um, like the I don't know how he did it, but huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure exactly you know, how he went about doing that, but wasn't a smart decision, uh, to say the least. Um, he ended up missing a, a little bit of time there. So definitely just kind of got to grow up a little bit, keep that stuff in check. Um, but yeah, yeah, he had to have, you know, Tommy John surgery before as well. Um, and he didn't play or he didn't make his debut really until three years after he was drafted. Um, so, you know, I really think, yeah, he was one, you know, he just kind of put in the work, um, and, you know, made sure you know, he was going to come back and make the most of his opportunity. Um, because again, you make your debut uh, that long after you're drafted. You know, you, you know, your team may not be may not have a whole lot of patience with you at that point. Um, so, you know, I really think he just came out and he knew what he had to do, and he was doing what he had to do. Yeah, he and was I'm a encouraged guy who- to see where he can go as well. For sure. He was a guy I kind of forgot about a little bit um, because, like like you said, it took him so long after he got drafted to make his debut. I mean, last year um, there was no minor league season, and so he was the Rangers' mm-hmm. second-round pick back in 2018 um, out of uh, the that kind of area. I think uh, Carson in uh, China Grove – or went to Carson High School in China Grove, North Carolina. I think that's – in the area, I gotta admit, my North Carolina uh, high school geography is is not quite up to snuff. Yeah, you're you're fine. I think it is. I'm not 100 percent sure where China Grove e- is either. That's a very small town. Well, it's it's in the state, so it's closer there than than I am. So I'm counting it. Yeah. Local kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're staying earlier. Yeah, talking about uh, one of the scouts going to Hickory. That I do know where it is. That's close to where i used to live and used to work so how close ish how close are hickory and uh and down east which i don't even know where down east is like what city is it, it in like <laughs> it's not down east is just the nickname it's in kinston north carolina okay um i don't know if you remember uh the kinston indians from I years do. ago um but yes that's where because uh, I remember, you know, it was a big thing you know, around where I live years ago was um, the old Mudcats got bought and then moved, were moved down to Pensacola. Um, I believe it was Pensacola, somewhere in Florida. Um, and there's, then, a, there's a Pensacola team, the, the Blue Wahoos. My brother lived in Pensacola yeah. and he went to a game and he's like, they're called the Blue Wahoos. I have to get some merchandise. I don't know what a Blue Wahoo is, but I love them now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then um, you know they moved uh, the Indians to Zebulon, uh, where the Mudcats were, and they took over that name, that branding, all that stuff. And then Kinston went without a team for a few years, and then you know the Rangers, you know, brought in the Wood Ducks, um, you know, playing at the same stadium at Granger Stadium there, 
Um, and yeah, that's how we got the Wood Ducks. I want to say it was 2016, 2017 uh, was their debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's been a while. And I know the Rangers, I'm pretty sure the Rangers bought them straight up, like right when they, they yeah. moved there. Because they did. Th- they were with the, um, their high A affiliate was the High Desert Mavericks um, in, I can't even think of where, um, in the California League. But I know the Rangers were anxious to not get in there because the California League is just such a hitter-friendly league. Plus the stadium they were in, um, I don't. I'm pretty sure there's no minor league team there anymore because the um, where they were in, in high desert, um, there was just such a just tiny town. Like there was literally like nothing there except for like maybe a few houses and like a prison and the baseball stadium. Like in the actual city, that was all that was there. And so the Rangers are like, yeah, uh, this isn't gonna do. Plus the facilities were super outdated. And so they're like, all right, let's move somewhere that's not this crazy league. Also, they wanted to be closer to their affiliate in um, Hickory so that if guys were moving back and forth, they didn't have to go literally all the way, all the way across the country because that's what was happening. It's like if you want to get a guy called up for um, a game the next day, you had to make sure you got him on a plane real quick because you had to fly him to California. Granted, it's still a yeah. ways for them to fly um, to Frisco, but, you know, that's fine. They got – yeah. Most of their affiliates close to each other. They got Frisco, and then they've got uh, Round Rock, which is um, just north of Austin. So it's like about three hours from the Dallas area. So I kind of like them doing that, and I like that they have a down east right now. Yeah, uh, Kinston isn't a huge uh, city either, um, but it definitely sound it's definitely bigger than what you described there. And I want to <laughs> say from Kinston to Hickory is maybe. Uh, say maybe a three and a half four hour drive depending on traffic that's not too bad I that's could, that's still no, close enough not. yeah you just spend a decent chunk of your day driving and you can get there i mean you can see the beach and the mountains in one day here in north carolina so we're spoiled well, well that's nice um here in dallas we have neither beach nor mountains but you know it's fine it's fine it's <laughs> solid solid inland right you can get to a lot of places. Um, one guy that um, my co-host, um, or not not technically co-host, my buddy Grant, who will hop on with me every once in a while, um, my pros- my general prospect guru, told me that I had to ask about um, the catcher Cody Freeman's defense. Um, he's a guy who who Grant was really excited about. Um, and, you know, I-, I felt like most of my questions that I had prepared for you were like, how's this guy's defense? How's this guy's defense? Because that's like the one thing you can't yeah. really... You can't see in the stat sheet. It's just like, did, did he look like he was competent? Did Was he fumbling around? Um, but I'd heard good things about Freeman's defense. Um, so had you seen much of that? And what does he kind of look like for you? Yeah, I would say his defense is pretty good. I wouldn't say it's you know anything super special. Um, one thing that does worry me is just kind of how he bounced around positions because um, he's played uh catcher first base third base uh dh and then shortstop as well i believe um so he's played shortstop i think and catcher i think he did uh i don't think it was a whole lot um i want to say it was just a couple games or so but i would like him to just played shortstop uh for let's see um this year, um, he's got 19 games at third base. Um, 
in uh, rookie league, he played 15 games at shortstop. Um, and let's see, in yeah, he played a few games at shortstop as well in his career. Um, and in 2019, in the rookie league, he played. Um, he didn't play catcher at all in 2019. He literally just played second base mm-hmm. at shortstop. This is this is mind blowing that they switched him to catcher yeah. from a shortstop. Yeah, yeah, I would def. Like I said, well, from what I saw, you know, it was fine. Um, but I would definitely like to see him, you know, stick with just one, yeah, you know, and really just kind of see what you can do at that one position, whether it's you know any of these positions. You know, I'd like to see what you could do at just the one, because you know, part of me is like, okay, you know, you're pretty good at all of these, um, but I'd like to see how are you are at just one. Um, because you know, part of that, you know, is like, okay, what is the coaching staff seeing that we're not seeing, you know, to constantly bounce him around? Um, yeah. because you know, bring it back to hockey just yet, you because know, that's what I know, you know, I do understand you know, like you move a guy, you know, from center to left wing, right wing, or you know, vice versa, you know, sometimes it takes a while for them to really settle into those positions or you know, from you know, lefty to right D. Um, and again, you know, it takes a while to set in, but usually like once you settle in, you're good. Or if you're constantly changing your line mates or, uh, defensive pairs, you can't really just build off of that because everything's always getting changed. Um, and I would like to see, you know, how it could go with just one position or maybe just like bounce back and forth, uh, between, uh, like two positions (laughs) or something like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, guys who catch and play shortstop are an incredibly rare breed. Actually, the Rangers yeah. do have have one um, who, well, he's not a catcher anymore. He's just an elite shortstop. But Isaiah Kinefalefa was a guy who was in Hawaii. I don't know if they ever played for Down East. I think they were um, not there while he was going through the system. Um, but they tried him as like a, a literally like play every single position. I don't think he played mm-hmm. the outfield much, but like he is. He won a gold glove at a third base last year, even though he played about half his games at shortstop. Um, definitely in the running for gold glove at shortstop this year. He's been the Rangers everyday shortstop, but he caught quite a bit. In 2018, he caught uh, 35 games. Um, he caught 38 in 2019. And then 2020, they're like, all right, you're going to be an infielder. You were doing really well defensively there. So we kind of picked one. Um, but a guy going from, like, you you hear a little bit about guys going from third base to uh, catcher. Um, Jose Trevino, who is one of the Rangers' mm-hmm. starting catchers, he played third base in high school. And the Rangers like, all right, you're going to catch now. And he's done a really good job changing that. But shortstop to, yeah. to catcher, that's definitely something that's really interesting. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not, you know, mad with it, you know, because he has been pretty good at everything. Um, but like I said, I'd like to really see what he could do, you know, if he just stuck with one or two positions yeah, and really see how you develop that way. You know, that definitely helps. Cause you got, there's only so much you can do. Um, it's the same thing with kind of like two way players. Like it's, it's hard to develop those guys. Like that's why Shohei Itani is such a miracle. Cause you got to spend so much time just getting like the one position, right? Like just figuring out how to hit at the big league level is so hard. And then if you throw in like having to learn how to pitch as well, it's a little, it's a little bit less of like, little bit less than that at like learning catcher and shortstop but like catchers are unicorns because they take so long to develop and if you get a good one that can come through that's why guys who come up early like pudge rodriguez who made his major league debut at 19 and was pretty solid um 
those guys are one in a million. Usually catchers come up and they're like 25 or whatever and had to have a long, long time in the minor leagues. But um, definitely encouraged to see. Um, glad that you're you're seeing Cody Freeman um, do fairly well defensively this season in that weird, weird um, transition. Um, but I'm curious, yeah. are there any other guys who have stood out to you this year? Any other um, big moments that you've seen that um, – you feel like Rangers fans need to know about the, these Down Eastwood Ducks? Yeah, I want to say, you know, I th- really you just kind of hit all of it. Um, you know, all the kind of the names that, you know, I would have brought up. So, you know, great on you for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, Akuna, you know, hitting the uh, game-winning Grand Slam last night. You know, that was big. And it's like, you know, heck yeah. Um, and they're sitting atop their division right now, um, I believe. I don't think things have changed. Um, but... Yeah, it, it's nice, you know, that they've really kind of came back because they were having a you know, pretty up and down season for a bit there. Of you know, they'd be doing really, really good, and then they just tank, be at the bo- bottom of the division. Um, but no, now they've you know came back up. Um, yeah, they did have you know a rough couple games. I think last week or the week before, um, but you know they've bounced back and they're looking really good um i know you know if i go outside right now that may get me beat up because i technically am in durham bulls country um <laughs> as i am in raleigh um as of right now at my girlfriend's apartment but uh you know yeah just there's a lot of talent you know on the wood ducks you know just they're really young um just give them you know another year or two to really develop you know put on some muscle um recover from surgeries um yeah, I really think, you know, things can the Rangers have a bright future, you know, with some of the talent that they have here uh, with the Wood Ducks. Yeah, it's definitely going to be encouraging. Um, I'm hoping that you all get to see a little bit more of Aaron Zavala for the rest of the season. Maybe you might not get to see him next year. Um, you might miss out on seeing Jack Leiter. I think he's probably going to start the season uh, in Hickory. Um, but if you can get a chance to go down and see Jack Leiter, I think he will be definitely worth it. He's not pitching. Um, in the minor leagues this year um, because he pitched he threw I think a hundred and something innings at Vanderbilt um, quite a few mm-hmm. he is he is quite tired so he is going back to Vanderbilt for the fall gonna take some classes be a normal college student um, who also happened to get seven million dollars during the summer um, and Good work God. a little bit um, with some of these former Vandy pitchers um, <clears throat> Mike Miner I think is going to be around um, Walker Bueller um, Sonny Gray as well, and so he's going to go and work in their program, build up some strength, um, take some classes, and enjoy being a college millionaire, which is, well, I guess with the recent name, image, and likeness stuff, it's going to be a little bit less uncommon, um, so definitely should be fun to see. But I'm curious, um, who is your who is your baseball team that you root for? Oh, boy. The Red Sox. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, okay. As long as you don't say like the Astros, then then we then we'll have Ew, some fighting no. words. <laughs> Ew, no, I have standards. Well, good. That's good to hear. Um, I'm glad that you have standards. But it was really great to have you on here, uh, Jared. Where can the fine folks of uh, Locked On Rangers listeners find you and your work if they happen to be Carolina Hurricanes fans or just you know want to know a little bit more about hockey? Yeah, they can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. You can find my personal Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. You'll see a little 
blue check mark for some reason because someone decided that was a good idea to verify me. Um, but the show is available on all streaming platforms. It's going to be available on whatever you're listening to this one on, um, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, whatever. Well, that's awesome. They also happen to verify me. I don't know what they're thinking. Verifying all of us, giving us a, a big head about ourselves. But uh, Jared, thank you so much for your insight about the Wood Ducks, about the Carolina Hurricanes, and uh, you take it easy until next time. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rangers. I hope you enjoyed my talk with Carolina Hurricanes host Jared Ellis. Um, lots of fun stuff there. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with an episode I recorded on uh, Tuesday with Grant talking all kinds of different things about uh, what the Rangers should do this offseason with in terms of free agents in their pitching staff, um, a little bit about um, Grant's trip to see some good baseball games and uh, a random Ranger poll that had me absolutely floored at the end of that episode. Um, so lots of fun there. Um, I haven't announced it yet, but uh, I guess I'm announcing it now on this podcast. Um, the show will be moving to YouTube. Well, I guess we'll, I, the better term would be adding um, a YouTube flavor to its arsenal uh, sometime uh, in the near future. I believe it'll be sometime next week. Should be a lot of fun. Don't worry if you're like, I don't want to watch the show on YouTube. I don't want to see what you look like. That's fine. Um, but if you do, then subscribe to the YouTube channel. Once it goes up, I will be promoting it all the time on Twitter. Um, but don't worry, this will still be a podcast in the podcast form. You can still listen to it wherever you've been listening to it normally. Um, but would help me out quite a bit if y'all subscribe on YouTube whenever that happens. So just take an eye on, keep an eye on my Twitter account at Bryce Patrick or the show's Twitter account at Locked On Rangers. And I will be giving y'all updates on that. Um, but that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Rangers. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball. <laughs>